0818-715-815. Hello, good afternoon, and a very welcome to Live Line. Five one double five one is our text number. Before I begin, just four little points I want to make. A uh, uh, little housekeeping. This Friday is not just Toy Show Friday, the most important Friday of the year. It's not just Black Friday, the most unimportant day of the year. It is Funny Friday, the funniest day of the year for a lot of us. And we will be in the Hudson Bay Hotel just outside Athlone in uh, two days' time for Funny Friday with the wonderful Frank Ford, the same initials as Funny Friday. Um, we have the incredible June Rogers, we have the magnificent Seamus O'Rourke, we've Doc Savage, we've Declan Callas, we've Packy and Frank doing the Healy Brothers and uh, loads more besides. But lots of fun this coming Friday. Um, and the difference between uh, Funny Friday and Black Friday is on Funny Friday everything is free admission to the hotel is free admission to the show is free and the free giveaways are free as well and the free prizes so that's in uh, about 48 hours time doors open at 12.30 in the Hudson Bay Hotel just outside at Lone everyone is welcome that is the uh, final Funny Friday FFF that we're doing before uh, Christmas Eve which is on a Saturday this year and uh, we would be in Grafton Street from a 9 to 11. Uh, we've missed it for two years. I reckon Gaybourne started it nearly 45 years ago. And uh, we will be uh, in Grafton Street for the 45th time uh, on the 24th of uh, December. Uh, the other thing as well, two little things we got in uh, this morning. One, uh, the junior search results are out this afternoon. Well done, everybody. Uh, great achievement and don't be too cast down if you didn't get what you want because you will in time. Uh, one listener sent us in a screen grab from our son's phone this day last week with his results and they're the exact same as the results he got today and the reason was one of that incredible generation Seemed to be, now we put a question into the State Examinations Commission and they haven't come back to us yet. He was, as they do, as they do, he was on the computer, they're whiz kids, and he managed to access his junior cert results one week in advance, believe it or not. And they're the exact same as the junior cert results he got this morning. So we're trying to find out from the State Examinations Commission, was there a glitch last month? If there was, it's not the end of the world and there was no shares or cryptocurrency bought, sold or uh, exchanged. It's not, it's not the end of the world. But was there a glitch last Wednesday? That released uh, some junior set results. And then the other thing we're after getting is uh, an upset message from somebody who is, uh, has taken in a member of, like so many and more wanted, the Ukrainian community. And up to this, uh, on, on Post, who are wonderful, were allowing uh, people, refugees here, running away from an invasion, from a war, from an evil, evil despot who was now destroying the country. Uh, elect electricity generating station by generating station, water reservoir by rock water reservoir in the middle of a harsh, harsh winter. But uh, up to this, Ukrainian refugees here could send back, as best they could, parcels to the Ukraine and they would try to be delivered because, you know, the... the, the uh, litmus test of civilization is a good postal system and we've a brilliant one here in this country and the posts are brilliant but uh, we've just been told by one listener again trying to feverishly confirm it that uh, on post have uh, changed the free post system as of yesterday the 22nd of november we will get um we will get confirmation of that or otherwise and the reason for it in the next uh, few minutes. And then I come back again to this case we've been mentioning, you know, the whole horrific uh, Blackrock College cases and the case of Mr. Edward Baylor. David Nolan was on yesterday. Baylor was uh, basically run out of the Christian Brothers in the UK and then came after there's documented uh, cases of abuse. And I've mentioned it on a number of occasions that Baylor... Uh, this came from uh, a very, very reliable source saying that Baylor had um, been eventually run out of, the, out of Black Rock in, into Mount Joy. Though we don't know what prison he ended up in, if any, when he was caught. Um, and I cannot, I cannot uh, underestimate the uh, horror of this and the importance of us getting to the... To, 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 the, to the truth of it, we're almost there at this stage and that's why I'm listening or asking. Once again, 
for our listeners' help. We now know that Baylor uh, was given two years in Dundrum Court. It was on the front page of the Evening Herald, we're told, in 1985-86 uh, for basically bringing a boy to a hotel in North Dublin. The hotel, as it was then called, it's under a completely different configuration now. Then it was the Deer Park Hotel in Holt. If anyone, if anyone can verify, give us a newspaper cutting to try and find out what happened, Baylor. Did he actually go? We know he's dead. Did he actually go to prison? And uh, and if so, uh, for how long and where did he end up after that? OK, that's four, li- four little pieces. Again, looking for our wonderful, wonderful listeners uh, to help us now. Uh, again, on to more serious uh, topics. Grania Madden. Grania, good afternoon. Hi, Joe. Good afternoon. And you contacted us. Why, Grania? Because I have two children with cystic fibrosis who have been denied a life-changing drug along with just 33 other children. Yeah. This has been going on for a while now, hasn't it? Um, we're six months in the battle, wow. uh, six months into our campaign. I met with the minister a month ago who understood the urgency and the yeah. importance that these 35 kids get this drug, but we've heard nothing since. Okay. So well, all we're told is discussions are ongoing. That's all we get. And you, 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 you keep talking, Grania, because you're going to tell me why it's so important, uh, why the 35, in the view of the state, have been denied, and what is the daily effect, the hourly effect on the life, your lives, and the life of your two uh, gorgeous daughters, Kiva and Fia? So, so begin where you want to begin. When the name of the drug is, the name of the drug is Caftrio. Caftrio, yeah. Um, we signed a deal five years ago for our Cambi, which was the drug of choice at yeah. the time, the wonder drug. Yeah. Um, but it didn't work for our kids. Okay. Our kids have a rarer gene, and it turns out that there's 35 kids with this rare gene. So the drug opened up in March for ages 6 to 11, and we found out in March that there's 35 kids that have been omitted from this. I have two girls, Quiva's 8 and Fia is 6. Um, they're generally well, but Fia mm-hmm. has had an ongoing cough for two and a half years, and we, we did everything we could to try and fix her. She was on up to three hours a day of machines, um, antibiotics, nebulizers, nasal sprays, every kind of thing we could imagine. She had a really rough winter last year. She had croup four times in the space of four months and it just knocked her. Um, but we had hope. We knew this drug was coming and we were waiting for this drug, this absolute life-changing wonder drug. And we were told, no, you're not going to get it. And as a result, he ended up in hospital for a week mm-hmm. on IV antibiotics, Um which was really tough because I have another child at home who needs all this attention and treatments and medication as well. So it's been a huge struggle for us. We we don't know what's happening. We don't know if we'll ever get it. Also to mention that it's it's eligible for these kids if they're 12 and over. So if Quiva was to turn 12 tomorrow, we can give her her birthday cake and Caftrio. Um so we, we can't understand it. Uh, it seems to be sitting with Vertex and the HSE. But meanwhile, we struggle at home with our kids. Fia already has been very sick over the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks. And we just know we're facing into another nightmare winter when all these other kids, 140 other children, were given this drug in March. And we've just been told, no, you can't have it. Um, and we're suffering. We really are suffering. Okay, stay stay with us, Grania. You sent us in because you said I spent most of the night awake with my six-year-old daughter because she was coughing uncontrollably. Now, anybody, you don't even need to have a child at that age to get a glimpse of the the panic, the upset, the 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 stress you would be in because of the distress your child is in. Ruth Cahal, Ruth. Good afternoon. Hi, Joe. How are you? Uh, good, thanks. Now, you, you, you are going to answer the question uh, I would ask, Ronnie is, does Catrio work? And it does. Oh, Catrio. It works so well. My son, Harry, is 14 years old. Um, we actually live in Maynooth, which is the same town as Grania. Yeah. Um, our children used to go to school. You know, they were in the same school together. But I waited 12 and a half years um, with my husband for our son to get a medication because like Grania's girls, he has a rare mutation and mm-hmm. he it was eligible for him when he was 12 and a half and he started the drug and when I say go, it changed his life. It, it really did. We, 
used to be in hospital annually for weeks on end and he has not been in hospital since. He's had one antibiotic in two years and that was after he had COVID and he got through COVID okay. He got, a you know, an infection after. And that's the only antibiotic he's been on in two years. Whereas before, every winter was, as Gráinne said, it's a nightmare. You're, every cold that comes into the house, you're like, oh, we're going to end up in hospital. He had the flu five years in a row and he hasn't had flu since, since he started Captrio. And it's not just the, mm. the drug itself. Like, I was able to stop being a carer um, for him because okay. he didn't need the same care. And Please, I've gone yeah. full-time into work. Yeah. You know, I'm giving back in that way. I'm paying my taxes. You know, and it's, it's, it's a whole family effect. You know, the fact that I was able to go back to work. I'm, my son's able to live. Um, it's all these things. My, I have a daughter as well who doesn't have CF. And she doesn't have to have her parents going into hospital for weeks on end. Yeah. You know, and that had a huge effect on her growing up because she'd be... Now, my parents are wonderful and look after her, but, you know, she was like, oh, why am I missing school? You know, why do I have to go and stay with my grandparents when I want to be at home with my mum and my brother and my dad? So it's it's the family, it's the whole thing. And it's even... A lot of kids with CF have problems with gaining weight. And my son has gained 18 kilos. Wow. Since he started Captrio. And before, and, and before, okay. But two years before he started Captrio, he gained no weight. And they were talking about supplementing his feeding, um, you know, possibly needing a peg feed in years to come. Um, you know, kids with CF find it so hard to put on weight. And, and if you don't have weight on you, you can't, you know, if you lose weight with an infection, it's very hard to to gain the weight again. And he's gained 18 kilos in two years. Incredible. Incredible. And he's, he's, I see you tell us as well, he's out running. Yes, he ran last week in the All-Ireland Finals in Rossapella in Donegal. He made the Leinster team. He runs with St. Cocas in Kilcock. And before he was on Cap Trio, he, he couldn't, you know, he, he could run, but he, he couldn't run to the same extent. He couldn't win Leinster medals. Yeah, um, you know, he's he's getting to, to live like any 14-year-old wants to do. You know, it's it's amazing. He's, you know, he's running with his peers. People don't know when he's on the, you know, on the starting line that the kid beside them has CF, you know. And he shouldn't be running in All-Ireland Finals. Mm-hmm. And if he wasn't on Cap Trio, he wouldn't be running in All-Ireland Finals. Um, it's, changed, it's changed his life and... I'm just so happy for him because yeah, every yeah. kid and Grania's kids and every kid deserve, especially yeah. when the drug is there, you know. And and we should be at the forefront because the incidence of cystic fibrosis, as we've covered on this programme for many over a decade now, is greater than uh, the, the instances percentage-wise greater than most other uh, countries. Now, Grania, I remember when, it wasn't you, but there was lots of other parents and indeed, uh, people with cystic fibrosis campaigning on this programme for our Canby, and it was eventually uh, licensed, and well, not licensed, eventually paid for. That, but that was the big argument. But the, oh, I remember yeah. one of the arguments being made on behalf of the state at the time. Well, you know, hang on a minute. It's not going to work for everybody. I, I don't know how you answer that point, by the way, how anyone answers that point. But that was the point. You know, there's no guarantee this will work for everybody. So, Grania, can you answer that question? Now, in one um, sense, Ruth has, but in terms of the effect it had uh, has on her son and the hope that's there. But can you answer that point? I say, well, there's no guarantee it will work. Well, we need to be given the chance to test that yeah. out, you know. No, there's no guarantee. There's an awful lot of side effects with this drug as well, so we'll be months in with side effects. Um, yeah. But we haven't been given the opportunity to even see if it works for our kids. And, you know, I'm listening to Ruth talking about Harry running and my kids struggle with a flight of stairs. And I go down to the pharmacy, the same pharmacy as Ruth, and I pick up four bags of medication and she picks up one box of Caftrio. And that's where we're at. We haven't been given the chance to see if it'll work for our kids. We've just been told no. And we don't know how long we have to wait uh, CF is a deteriorating illness. The longer we wait, the worse yeah, our kids yeah, get. Yeah. And we, like, what are they waiting for? You know, do, what happens if 
the 35 become 34? Who's responsible for that? And we're dealing with sick kids daily and they're not getting better. And we're facing into winter and all the sicknesses and any of these sicknesses could land our kids in hospital needing lung transplants, needing kidney transplants, just sick. And our kids aren't being given the chance to live like 140 other kids between the ages of 6 to 11 who were given this chance and given Mm. this drug. And we've just had to sit and watch how well these kids are doing, that they're running flights of stairs, that they're playing full football matches, they don't need to come off and have a rest, Um, that they can walk to school without stopping and taking a breather. And we're still there. We are stuck there. And we know nothing. We don't know what's happening. And and the the dispensing of uh, Caftrio to your children is, is dependent on a date, on a ticking clock. And as soon as that ticking clock counts down, uh, on their 11th year, in other words, in, sorry, on their 12th year into the morning of their 12th birthday, they'll be eligible. That's the only difference, the ticking clock. Now, as you yeah, say... Yeah, and at the minute, it's, it's just all come down to money and yeah. cost. And I want to know, what's the price on my kids' lives? You know, what is the price? Yeah. We can't wait until they're 12. The damage has been done daily. Fia, as I said, has been sick. She's going to be sick again this Christmas. We know that. She shouldn't have to be. But how sick is sick enough yeah. to get on this drug? You know, yeah. they will give it on compassionate leave, but you have to be very, very sick. So, you know, do I stop all the medication, make them sick enough to get this drug? We can't do that. And Gia has six years to wait before she's 12. Yeah. Yeah. And Quiva has four years. And there's so, so much damage can be done in that time on these kids and their children and their little lungs. And we can't wait. We won't wait. We can't. Um, Grania, you sent us in um, because because of your distress that you're living through. You sent us in the video. Now, with your permission, I will play some sound effects from that video, but I'll have to warn uh, listeners that they are quite distressing. It's it's the sound of a child coughing, your child coughing. Um, are you agreeable to that? I don't want to put you on the yes, spot. Yeah. You, no, okay. no, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. This is... <coughs> And is that Kiva, Kiva or Fia? That's Fia, the baby. Fia, yeah. the six, six-year-old. Six-year-old with croup again already this year. Yeah. Now, I know a lot of kids are sick with croup yeah. and there's a lot yeah. of viruses going around, but it takes our kids months and months to get over this. Um, and we have to up all their medication, all their physio. It's hours of work every day just to try and keep her that well, that it doesn't get any worse. So the second she gets sick, we have to ramp up everything in the house. Yeah. And it's hours of medication and antibiotics. And she's six and she does it. She's amazing. But we shouldn't, she shouldn't be there. We shouldn't have to be listening to her. We shouldn't have to be up all night with her. Yeah. Myself and my husband do everything we can here with her just to try and keep her well enough. And that's not good enough. Yeah. What a difference that would make. Christmas huge, evening. absolutely huge for our lives. Yeah, Donna, Donna, Donna. Good afternoon. Hi, Joe. How are you? You lost your sister who had cystic fibrosis. Yes, I did. Um, sadly, in 2007, I lost Kelly. Okay. Um, and my daughter Daisy has CF. Um, she has the exact same mutations actually that my sister has. So, um. We're, we're very lucky at the minute. Daisy is pretty well, to be honest. But right, I'm not naive. I can see, like, I've seen firsthand how somebody can deteriorate rapidly with this condition. So, as you can imagine, we're really eager to get Daisy started on TEF Trio. She's never been a candidate for any of the other CF modulators yeah, okay. to date. So. Uh, but she's not eligible for the drug because she's... Daisy is eight. Daisy is eight, yeah. So, we were so excited. We thought she was going to start TEF Trio in yeah. May like Grania's girls and the other 32. But um, unfortunately, we got a call then a couple of weeks after the date she was due to start to say that she actually wouldn't be starting. She wasn't eligible, it turns out. So to tell a child, you know, go back on your word is, is awful as well, yeah, you know. Yeah, 
Uh, Donna, oh. Donna, stay, stay with us again. Um, is Becky gone? Where's Doctor Doctor Becky Long? She was on my screen a second ago. I really, I really want to talk to her about Fergal because Becky Fergal was on with us when we did Cystic Fibrosis. Now it's a good twelve years ago, and Fergal was on with us. And Fergal, uh, most incredible, as I have of most of the young people that were on, and uh, a number of them have died, including Fergal. Becky, good afternoon. Hi, Joe. How are you? And God rest for Hegel again. Um, yeah. Um, you're listening. You're listening. You're li- oh, God. What age would you have been? Uh, 35. Yeah. And how long has he passed now, Becky? Um, it'll be his fourth anniversary on the 2nd of December. Okay. Now, you want to add your voice to this. Yeah. I, like, you know, I listen most days and I like, Lifeline has been so good, you know, in in the discourse around CF um, for so many years and just hearing it today again, you know, it just, it just sort of brings back that, that struggle. Like, I mean, Fergal would have advocated, you know, for Orcan because that was the American drug a couple of years ago and it made such a difference to him. And, you know, then unfortunately things just took a turn and like we had heard, you know, whispers and rumours about Calf Trio back then yeah. and we were like, wow, like, this is going to be a game changer and he just, he just didn't get to see it happen. Um, my my niece has CF, um, she's on Calf Trio now and, you know, it's it's making, it's making a difference to her it, yeah. and it's just this, like, this lack of equality, you know, I mean, like, as you just said, like, Ireland has the highest incidence of CF in the world but consistently like as is the case with an awful lot of chronic illnesses Mm. in the country or even children living with disabilities like parents and carers and guardians and older siblings like they have to advocate for children and for the adults in their Mm. lives that they care about and it's just like it's so deeply unfair like you know these kids and these young adults and older adults are already working so hard just to survive you know like, I mean, it, it takes a person with CF five times as much energy to do something yeah. as somebody who doesn't have CF. And, like, you know, when I think of the just the sheer work that Fergal used to put in to trying to keep himself well, and, and yet, you know, he managed... Like, he made me so happy. He made his family so happy. He, he lived so well, despite the work that he had to put in. And, like, when I think of... You know, like kids who are born now should be facing something different. Yeah, yeah. Like it's 2022. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's absolute madness that we're sitting here talking about 35 children who are being denied something yeah. that is a, is a human right. They're being denied a childhood. Like they shouldn't have to work this hard just just to be here, just to enjoy their lives. You know, parents shouldn't have to be carers life shouldn't be put on hold and like you know every single time there's a there's an alert about RSV or flu yeah. that you know the shutters go up and the fear starts you know that when the winter draws in you know this is the time this is the danger time and people just don't understand it Joe. like I thought like with COVID that mm. people would you know cop on like for want yeah. of a better phrase and realise how much we affect each other by what we do and what we don't do but that understanding and empathy just seems to be going now like and you know, people don't realise that kids are facing these types of battles all of the time. Like, just, I can't say it enough, the sheer work and effort that goes in. Like, people can't comprehend it. And these are small kids we're talking about here, like. Yeah. And, you know, look, if Stephen Donnelly is listening, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever ties he has around his hands, I, I, I just don't know. Like, there has to be some kind of provision that can be made to get this drug out to the kids that need it. Like, I remember in 2017, I was on a research trip to Yale and, you know, I was texting Fergal back and forth because I ended up in Boston where mm-hmm. Vertex, who make, or can be, and who okay. make Catrio are housed. Like, I saw this, I saw the building, you know, where, where this amazing thing was happening and where this, you know, this game changer was being produced right in front of my eyes and I was like, oh my God, this is, this is real, like, this is actually happening. And yet, all of these years later, it's still the same bureaucracy and, and th- like this lack of empathy. Like We have a duty of care to these children because until you know, the Irish healthcare system can manage mm. to, to, to meet the obligations that they have to be... Like, see how it's a genetically inherited disease. 
Yes, I vividly remember, I think I said this to you before, I, I was having a conversation with car insurance and I thought, you know what, I'm putting Fergal on as a named driver, I'll be up front and say, look, he has CF, just yeah. in case, you know, there was some kind of liability yeah, yeah. thing. And the girl was like, oh, how long has he had that? She hadn't a clue what I was talking about. Like, yeah. And I mean, the lack of awareness, the lack of knowledge, until it hits you and your doorstep or until it crops up in your family. But like, you know, the genetic centre in Crumlin, that's the only centre in the country. You know, you try to get an appointment for, you know, if you're a conscientious couple and you're thinking about starting a family and you decide that you want to get tested or screened, you could be waiting a year or more. You know, like, CF is something that could be eradicated in a generation if the Irish healthcare system would just put a provision into IVF screening. Like, it's there. You know, and I know, like, look, I remember Fergus saying this, like that everybody has to ask you for their own, you know, their own bit of land kind of thing. And mm-hmm. money, the, the, like everyone yeah, needs no. money. Every every single service in this mm-hmm. country needs money. But like, I, it just, it, it kills me so much. Like I, I tried to start a, a project with CF Ireland um, just this year gone and like they've been amazing. They're such a support mm-hmm. to me. They're such a fantastic association. And yet the war in Ukraine happened and, you know, their money dried up. So we couldn't do it, you know, and like it just, it shouldn't just come down to money. I know that makes it sound like I'm, you know, the sort of blue sky thinking or whatever and yeah. being naive. I'm, I'm really not. Like I work in the access program in Trinity College. I know all about not having money, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and like, but these are, these are children that we're talking about. As you like say, the, state, the size of, of, a, of a, just imagine a classroom. Of 35s. Yeah. You can see it in your mind's eye there. That's how relatively small the group is. It, they would fit into one classroom. 100%. And then you think, you know, that, that, you know, two children with CF shouldn't even mix together. Like, and then you start getting into the realities of, you know, what an isolating disease it can be and mm-hmm. just how all-consuming, like, body and soul, this, this condition can be. And yeah. it doesn't have to be like that. You know, you don't have to wait until children are ending up on transplant lists or, yeah. you know, are so tired from doing physio. Well, you hear Grania's prescription yeah. there. I've like, all gone up to collect bags of prescription medicine. Yeah. And, you know, and it shouldn't be like that. Like, you know, yeah. you shouldn't know your pharmacist as well as you know your next door neighbour. Like, and that's what, that's the reality for someone with the, yeah. And actually, like the Lloyd's Pharmacy in Bray, that was Fergal's pharmacy. Mm-hmm. And John, the pharmacist, was such a godsend to us like he was just the best and when you know the hospital would mess up the prescription or the HSC hadn't sanctioned this or that for our Canby you know he would do his absolute but he was another advocate just barrier after barrier and obstacle after obstacle all of the time and like the individuals in the system don't like they're doing their best yeah I know the nurses the registrars the consultants everyone but it's just the system every single time Mm -hmm. Who's the system supposed to be working for? Well, Gabriel Scotty went on about it, the, the system again this morning. He said some things still baffle him in the in the yeah. HSE and the, the healthcare, the, 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 the Department of Health. Um, one of the things that he said he was baffled about was, was the fact that um, th- that he was talking about campaigners who, advocates, patient advocates, who give so much of their time. He was, and, I, and he did say, I'm not saying this is the biggest issue, one of many other even raised issues about the medical council and the whole uh, the, the the way that complaints are dealt with or not dealt yeah. with in in the general system, he said, and there needs to be an open disclosure policy in Irish healthcare. But just on the money front, he said, I couldn't believe I was at a meeting. Um, I was being paid. All the civil servants were being paid. All the, the people from the HSE were being paid. The journalists probably in the room obviously were being paid. And the only people that weren't being paid or even offered expenses were the people who were taking time off work to come to Dublin to make a presentation on behalf of patients or their relatives or whatever. And he just said, I know it's a small thing, but it says a lot. Yeah. It does say a lot. But anyway, Becky, if you can stay with us, please. Joe at RT.ie and more examples after the break of people who will argue that their lives have been saved. Their lives have been saved because of this uh, drug that Grania Madden and others are seeking for their, ch- their children. Catrio. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. I'm reading a headline, Grania and um, Gillian's coming up next and, and Becky and Donna. I'm just reading a headline 
from the Irish Times website during the break. You know, ministers are very confident there will be turkeys for Christmas. Now, what kind of a country is it that we're more worried about turkeys for Christmas than helping 35 children with a life-saving uh, drug, a life-saving drug called Captrio? And I don't want to bring Christmas into it except I was reading the headline, but what, what a gift that would be. You heard Grania who contacted us about her two children, Kiva and Fia, both of cystic fibrosis, a, a lung illness, very uh, relatively decreasing, thankfully, relatively yeah, high rates of it in Ireland and up to a decade ago, um, unfortunately, our the age of passing with CF was relatively young in Ireland and among the youngest in the world, and that has gradually changed because of these remarkable advances in uh, medication. Gillian McNulty, how are you, Gillian? I'm great, Joe. How are you? Good. You're listening. Tell us, tell us your story, because the last time we were in communication, you were you were being whisked up with a guard escort to have a kidney transplant. <laughs> yeah, um, but long before that, I mean. I, I, you know, I was in a coma in 2019 yeah. and almost died. A few months later, I ended up in hospital and my CF took, I mean, a really drastic decline. I ended up in a wheelchair on continual oxygen. Lung functions dropped to 13%. Um, I had been on various regimes of IVs and in the end, they just weren't working. So my consultant decided to try and get me compassionate access. Okay. Now okay. I was hoping because literally, Joe, the life I, the life was been drained out of me. I I gave myself another month before I was dead, and he he got it. He said, "Yes, you're starting the drug." I literally cried because I'd been so sick, Joe. I'd been in hospital three and a half months, and there was nothing. Nothing was working, and I got I got the drug eventually. I started it on a Thursday, and I hadn't walked mm-hmm. to the shop. I hadn't walked anywhere. Um, because I'd been so sick. My mum was allowed up on compassionate um, visits because it was all COVID um, <clears throat> twice a week. Yeah. And on the Sunday, I started on the Thursday evening. On the Sunday, when I say I ran down to meet my mum, I mean I ran down to meet my mum. Wow. No wheelchair. Now, I was still on oxygen. Yeah. But literally, a week and a half later, I left hospital. The oxygen finished, I think about three weeks later, I stopped the oxygen at home. And I literally started climbing um, mountains, hills, whatever you want to call them. I started hiking. And yeah. I had been literally almost on my deathbed. So when I say Caftio literally saved my life, I mean it literally saved my life. And it's actually so annoying to hear that Grania and all the other parents and all the other kids, 35 kids, are without access. I did not go out and fight for two and a half years, organise protests at Dolly Aaron, Meet with Leo Varadkar, Simon Harris, for this to happen five years later. Simon ensured, or tried to ensure, that we got a pipeline deal for 10 years. Why are we still here five years later? Stephen Donnelly won't listen to anybody. I've emailed him, I don't know how many times. I I never even get a response from him. It's actually wrong, Joe, that these kids are like this. If I hadn't got Castro, Joe, I would have been dead within a month. That's how important that drug is. One infection can be the end of somebody with CS. So these 35 kids need access now, especially coming into the winter, as everyone else has said. There's so many bugs and flus and even COVID going. And for them to be without this life-saving, life-transforming drug is just so, so wrong. It's so wrong. And they really need access now. And I don't know why they're not just allowing them to have access now and then hash out the deal. And back pay them. Yeah, I mean, it's just yeah. wrong. Well, I'm it's reading, wrong. I'm on the, it's an EU website, it's a website, the European Union, the European Med- Medicines Agency. And um, in fact, that agency is so important that when, I think it originally was based in London, and when they left the EU, we campaigned vigorously to get it to Dublin, but we, we didn't succeed. But this is the European Medicines Agency, the official uh, website of the European Union. And CAFTRIO is a medicine used to treat patients age six years and above who have cystic fibrosis. And how come in Ireland did magic, that six years was added, they added another six years to it and the ruling in Ireland is for 12 years and above. That just doesn't make sense. That does not make sense because I know so many other parents that are just waiting for their kids to start casting that have the gene. Um, it's just, it, it baffles me, Joe, to be honest. Like, how can they be so different to every other country in the world? How are you doing after your kidney transplant, Gillian? 
Joe, I'm doing amazing. I actually don't know myself. And even now, we said, like, I, I had my CF checkup. Before I got the transplant, like, I was quite sick. But my lung function, my baseline would have been 40%. And i done my CFTs seven weeks after my transplant. And given the seriousness of the surgery, and it's so such a long recovery, my lung function, function has now gone up to 44%. And that's just after a kidney transplant. And I'm gaining loads of weight. So they now think that the calf is working even better on me now that my, my kidneys and my body is functioning properly. So it's just, it's incredible. Okay, uh, Gillian. And uh, I, know, I know it's difficult for any Minister for Health to try and keep abreast of everything, but maybe people will be listening today and pass on these these uh, heartfelt stories. Ashling Kelly. Ashling, good afternoon. Hi, how are you, Joe? I'm good, Ashling. What age is your daughter? Uh, what is seven? It'll be eight in January. Okay, it's a, it's a dreadful line. I'll try and get a better one in a sec, Ashling. Uh, we'll double check it. I'll come back to you in a sec because your Ashling is waiting on the drug as well. And as I say, when you read from the European Medicines Agency, it says Captrio is a medicine used to treat patients aged six years and above who have cystic fibrosis. Ashling's daughter is is seven. Uh, both uh, uh, Kiva and Fia, who you heard earlier, Grania's children are. Um, uh, eight and six, Bernie Priestley. Bernie, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. How are you? Good, thanks. You you want to contribute to, to this as well? Listen to you were listening to Becky there. I was listening to Becky and listening to Grania, um, and it's just very good happening again. Five years later, as, as Gillian outlined, we campaigned for our Canby. It was a pipeline deal agreed. Yeah. And um, just listening to see a cough, just, you know, it sent shivers down my back because I remember endless nights with our daughter. Yeah, and days, Yeah, that cough. <laughs> um, and I also can see the benefits of um, access to cough trio because our son was fortunate enough to get it. And um, yes, people have mentioned the side effects, but he has said this, the benefits far outweigh the side effects. And for the first time ever, he can look to a future. And that's what those 35 children are entitled to, is that, that future. Yeah. And every day um, is, a, is, a, is a day being robbed from them of that future. So um, I just... It, it, just, I wish common sense would prevail and they would have access to uh, the drugs because uh, I wouldn't wish, you know, what we had to go through because we knew there was drugs coming down the tracks for our which is time and on And I have no doubt, I have no okay. doubt in my mind. And Bernie, you, so. you lost your daughter Trina in 2014, which would have been before... Before our again, it's a ticking clock tragically that people are. And Becky mentioned about Fergal. Fergal was uh, campaigning. I think it was on live round two sixteen for our Canby, but it, mm-hmm. and then uh, our Canby came in, and then Caf Trio came, and he was the clock was ticking against him, unfortunately. And the same for for your daughter Trina, unfortunately. Stay 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 with us, um, please, because there's lots more people. By the way, two answers to the questions I was asking earlier. Uh, both of them, as per usual, thanks to Liveline listeners, listeners were correct. Um, uh, we had Liveline listeners saying, is the Ukraine postage uh, offer gone? And it is, it's gone since yesterday. Um, and Post is committed to providing free postage to Ukraine. However, due to peak seasonal volumes and to preserve the service quality, the following changes apply from November 22nd, which was yesterday, uh, two kilograms and under including letters, packets and parcels, will still be free. Will still be free. But uh, anything over 2K uh, will be standard rates. And then the free the free 2KG are, is now limited to one per customer per transaction. The one per... So, the, so they are, unfortunately, uh, significant, significant uh, changes. And no one reported this until we got the call from... Uh, our listener, and it's true, the State Examination uh, Commission uh, says intermittent testing, this is about the junior search results, the, uh, the, 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 the one pupil we know, and we suspect there's more, uh, got their results last Wednesday. And um, 
the state, this just didn't feature anywhere, but the state, when, and we asked the State Examinations Commission, which of course we're obliged to do so, but intermittent, this is what they say, intermittent testing of the system was being conducted on Wednesday the 16th of November, which is last Wednesday. Uh, we received a phone call from a school at Ertingham that a candidate, who should go straight to computer studies in, in uh, DCU, that a candidate could access the system. We immediately shut down this access. So there was a way of getting in uh, last uh, Wednesday and they've sent in uh, a long statement and I haven't got the time or the interest. It's not, it's not, it's not remotely uh, as important as the, the subject we're talking about, but well done for, for that candidate uh, spotting, spotted that. A review of this process indicated during the testing, say the Examinations Commission, during the testing period last Wednesday, um, unique logins of 67,000 were recorded on the system. Uh, the data that would have been available was not the final graded set of results and the information is from our test database. But the parent, and we won't, there's no one going to go to war over this. Um, the parent has sent us in the results they got. Now, I think they were for eight out of ten subjects. And the, this, the, the results that he got last Wednesday are the exact same results as uh, he got today. Okay, that's that's in one sense uh, neither neither they said there was no compromise and no no one bought cryptocurrency on the basis of the prediction or whatever. Back after this break. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Captrio is the name of the drug. The European Medicine Agency says that Captrio is a medicine used to treat patients aged six years and above who have cystic fibrosis. You heard all the references before to the instance of CF, cystic fibrosis, uh, in Ireland and the fact, the, 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 the fact that it has happened really in the last decade that the medicines and treatments of CF have um, improved dramatically and it is unfortunately a life and death uh, illness. It is a life and death uh, illness. Um, Ashling Kelly again. Ashling, uh, your daughter is seven. She's waiting for the drug. Let's hope it's, it's, a, it's a better line. Um, what, she was told she was eligible. Yeah, to say last year, um, Robin had her clinic appointment. Okay. And um, we were given the full detail of Cafetrio. Robin signed herself um, a research study that um, history could be rec- uh, recorded on Robin's history while she was taking Cafetrio and the benefits and the side effects of it. So we presumed coming into the new year that Robin would begin Cafetrio and our life as a family would change, not just Robin's life, mm. um, physically, mentally, and then obviously like the rest of the families. In May, then we learned that Robin, along with 34 other children, wouldn't receive Catherine. And uh, did, you, did, did your daughter, Ashling know that she was going to go on Catherine and then was knocked back? Yeah, well, because the children attend the clinic appointments and there's not a filtered conversation and um, they hear the whole discussion unfold and obviously Robin was included in the conversation. Yeah. And um, Robin obviously just knows her own body and doesn't realise the immense pressure it's under because she's just herself. But we had kind of discussed that this drug would enable her to run the field behind her house that she wants to do so badly. Yeah, yeah. Um, she had little hopes that different her day would get a little bit easier and she would reduce the regimental physio um, that she would do on a daily basis and then in May when we learned we tried to shield her from the news and then um, obviously with media and trying to create awareness um, she's become really aware of the situation and she's really upset like mentally um, it's draining her um, last night she cried herself to sleep like um, it's awful um, seven, we were, year, seven year old child yeah, we went to mass um, last Sunday. She's preparing for a communion, yeah. and the priest asked, "What are children afraid of?" And most children were saying rats and butterflies and yeah. bees. Yeah, and yeah. Robin said she's afraid of death. And I was like, "This oh, is not what we should. What we should be even thinking of at this moment in time." And all she keeps on saying is she wants to be a mom and to have six children. And if she dies, what will happen to her children? Like, it's literally consuming us. And, like, physically and keeping Robin well is a job in itself. But now yeah. we have the mental stress yeah. as well. 
that were all enduring and myself and my husband are trying to pick up the pieces and then like Robin's older sibling is getting worried now. She asked could she fundraise and make bookmarks to get the money up for this drug like and this is how like it's how much it's taken over our family. Two days last night. Yeah. Her crying herself to sleep. Yeah, at nine o'clock, um, I could hear the little sobs up in the bedroom, and usually we can hear her wheeze when she's asleep. Yeah. So while we're in the sitting room, so I went up and I was asking her what she what was wrong, and she yeah. saying she had this pain and that pain, and then she just said to me she was really worried about the drug and. I wouldn't mind myself and my husband don't discuss much of it about it, like yeah, in front yeah, of her. Yeah, but people might innocently ask us what's the story and what's their plan going forward. And I just say, I don't know. I'm emailing TDs and counsellors morning, noon and night. I'm either, I either get a generic reply or I'm ignored. Yeah. Um, so obviously she's taking all this in and um, she's absorbing it. And then her little brain is getting it all mixed up. And now... Death has become a focus of her. Like she's writing a book about cystic fibrosis at the moment, and we were always of the idea like CF would only be a part of you, Robin. It won't define you. And we have that mantra. And now it just seems to be it's like consuming her the whole time. Like even at we um, CF Ireland, we're sharing a video every week of different children saying, "Remember me. I'm not just one of 35." And on a weekly basis now, she asks me, "Mom, is there any more videos of more children?" Because she wants to see children with CF because obviously she can't mingle with them. Um, and yeah, she's aware yeah. that like they can cross infection. So like she's just getting more and more aware of the consequences of having cystic fibrosis. Yet we try and tell her like it transformed our lives and mm. enabled us to live and enjoy things more. And um, But obviously she's getting cuter and cleverer as the days go on. And she's noticing, obviously, she's different to her pals in school and they're not taking medication in school. They're not bringing inhalers. They're not bringing yeah, um, yeah. acapellas to do physio. You know, everything is different for her. So, um, and it's consuming her now. And I've asked Stephen Donnelly numerous times mm. um, to converse and we're just being met with ignorance. And Okay, well, it, it, I understand. I understand. But I'm also thinking, too, that, um, don't get too much. We're a seven-year-old child. Mm-hmm. The only the, the only thing I heard about children of that age in the last few nights is how many sleeps to the toy show. That's the yeah. excitement <laughs> when they're going to bed. Only two more sleeps to the toy show, and yeah. you're at and, and two more sleeps to the toy show. Your your Robin is is crying herself to sleep with worry. Mm-hmm. And she happened to see a video there two weeks ago from an organisation in Ireland or in England, a cystic fibrosis organisation, saying people with cystic fibrosis don't live above fifty. And the candles were blown out and the bloom was pops. They were obviously trying to fundraise and share the most yeah. dramatic story. And obviously her mind is like, and how do you try and convince a child any different? Yeah. Had she been on Trio, we could have said, look, that was the story years ago. Yeah, and it's changing, and things, yes, Yeah, yes. because things are evolving yeah. and things are getting better. Like when Robin was born, our consultant sat with us when she was 20 days old and told us she had CF, but now was a good time to be born with CF. And us as a family can't see it being a good time at all. Yeah. Until we received that drug, Cafetrio, and have it in our home. And it enables Robin to run that field the way she wants to. Okay, stay, stay with us, Ashling. Uh, Sarah, I want you to talk about Charlie, who's also seven. Yes, hi. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, it, it's so much. Like with Robin like and Charlie and all, all the children, it's... Um, <laughs> They, they know, they understand what's going on, and they shouldn't have to know these things. And Charlie actually recently uh, said to me, actually just two days ago, that some of his friends in school, and they're, they're so wonderful, they said to him, Charlie, we're extra nice to you because we know you're different, because you have to take medication, you're the slowest one in the class, and Charlie has a feeding tube, he's got a little button that comes out from his stomach. And they said, we know you have a feeding tube, but that's why we're extra nice to you. And for a seven-year-old to have to kind of process this is just just crazy. Yeah. It's different. And what medication is is Charlie on, Sarah? And could he, would he benefit insofar as any of us know in this world? But the, the European Medicines Agency are the foremost, and they say, 
Gaffrio is a medicine used to treat patients age 6 and above who have cystic fibrosis. So in other words, it's authorised for use and has been tested. Um, but, but what is Charlie on and is there any um, indication that Gaffrio, apart from the evidence we've had from real life examples, would make a difference? Yes, absolutely. Um, we first found out this time last year uh, by Charlie's consultant that Charlie would avail of Cafetrio um, in April, May. And he was so excited because Charlie, Charlie um, he suffers quite a bit from pancreatic insufficiency. Uh, okay. So as a result of the CF, um, which means he basically he can't gain weight. So okay. he 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 um he needed a feeding tube two years ago um, because he was in the zero weight and height percentile and they were very concerned about him. Um, but when Caftrio came about, his consultant was very happy because he thought you know this might be an opportunity that Charlie won't need a feeding tube anymore. Um, Charlie's also on all of the nebulizers, inhalants. Uh, he takes frequent antibiotics. He has to take okay. a lot of enzymes and, and physio. Um, and yeah, it just, uh, we were actually quite happy and Charlie thought, oh, okay, I might not need to have a feeding tube anymore and I, I can do things like my friends can do. We, we had to stop him playing soccer. Um, we had to stop a lot of his physical activities. Um, mm -hmm. he just wasn't able to do it and also just out of fear that something would hit his, his feeding tube. Um, and, and he was, he was so happy. He, he learned how to swallow big tablets very, very quickly at a young age in preparation for the medication. And we traveled, we, we live in Sligo and we traveled to and from uh, Dublin on numerous occasions for pre-drug testing, like, you know, a lot of blood tests and things like that. And no child likes blood tests and he was very yeah, upset, but I told him it was the reason why is for you to start this new medication. And he, he understood that. And then just like that, you know, three days later, actually, after we did the blood work, we found out that he was one of these 35 children. And Sarah, where, do you, where does the campaign stand now insofar as you know? Like, has there been a, a complete cul-de-sac, a complete full stop? Yeah, it, it's, it, I think all of us parents, you know, it's so hard for us because it's been exhausting. Yeah, and, and you have enough to just, be doing, for God's sake. It, this is it. And it's just been such an emotional roller coaster. You know, we thought maybe we might be making a little bit of progress and then we hear nothing or we just get these generic responses. And, you know, it, it's it's we're, we're trying, you know, it's mm -hmm. we're trying to still keep the campaign going. But it's it's hard. It's such a small amount of us. And, yeah, it, it just it's overwhelming and it's very exhausting. And yeah. Okay, stay, stay stay with us. We'll we'll uh, take uh, another break. Joe at rt.ie. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Joe Duffy. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. We are contacted by uh, Grania Madden about her, her two uh, daughters, Kiva and Fia, uh, eight and six, and uh, they have cystic fibrosis and they're suffering, as are other children, uh, because the HSE uh, will not allow Caftrio be available to children under 12, despite the fact that the European Medicines Agency says uh, it's recommended for children over six. So you wait for another six years if you're if you're in Ireland. Barbara Gilfoyle. Barbara, good afternoon. Hi, Joe. How are you? Good. It's you and your daughter and your family, but you and your daughter, it's your daughter, Hazel. Yeah, my daughter, Hazel, um, is going to be one of the children excluded in the coming weeks when she turns six. When Hazel was around the five mark, we were told by her team, in uh, her CF team, that she would be eligible for Caftrio. Yeah. And it was just like one of those moments where we just felt all our prayers would be answered. Um, she hadn't been suitable for any other modulator drugs like Orcandy or Kaleidico before that. Yeah. And it just gave like a light at the end of the tunnel. And it was spoken about with Hazel at her hospital appointments in quite a child-friendly way from the age of five that she would get this magic tablet when she turned six. And, you know, it gave her hope. It gave us hope. And as a family hope going forward, it was just something to really look forward to. We talked about it on numerous occasions at the different appointments and she looked forward to it. We kind of used it as a carrot angler to say, you know, maybe you won't have to do as many physio. Um, 
sessions in a day, maybe you won't have to do your nebulizer as much because we'd heard yeah, yeah. of the fantastic impact it had on people. And we heard and it here in this sudden, program, yeah. 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 And, um, you know, then when the, when the news broke in May, we just, I had this gut-wrenching feeling she was going to be one of the children and it turns out she was. So, um, like oh. Ashling said and Sarah and Ronnie and everyone else, it's, it's not just the health benefits of it, you know, the physical yeah, health yeah. benefits, the mental health is affected by it too. Hazel would tire very easily. Um, and you can see it in her like that. We try to shield her from all the media and the news mm. around this. But as the campaign progressed and we had to put ourselves and our children out there, um, she yeah, became aware awful, of it. Which is awful. Yeah. Which is awful that you have to do that on top of everything you're going, you're going through when you talked about the health benefits and the mental health benefits. But in, sometimes in a country that seems to know the cost of everything but the value of nothing, the, the, the cost of the savings to the state, given what we've heard already of how effective Caftrio is, um, the, 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 what, four bags of prescriptions uh, for Grania's children and then one, one tablet for uh, the, the other, uh, was it, Don, who was on, um, Ruth, 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 Ruth. Uh, who was on for um, her son? Um, well, he's now on one bag, and he's he he's on one tablet, Captrio. Look at the difference in the cost there. And he hasn't been in hospital, hasn't been in antibiotics, hasn't been. Uh, he's out running, and you heard Gillian McNulty. The difference. What well, she says, Captrio saved her life. Full stop. Saved, saved her life. Frank Brown, your point, please. Frank is in Mayo. Your point, please, Frank. Hi, Joe. Good afternoon. Good. Yeah, look, we're back here again, Joe. Back in, in I suppose, 2017, 18 and 19, there was a drug came on the market called which was oh, used yeah. to treat children with spinal muscular atrophy. And um, uh, we had lost our daughter to that condition almost 18 years ago, so it was very personal. But I remember when the paediatrician diagnosed our daughter Emma he said there will be a drug it will come along but it will probably be too late for you and that drug came along so I got involved in the campaign John eventually in mm. June 2019 it was approved but here we are again here we are you know putting children outside doll air and do you remember your your knowledge of history is far superior to mine but the 1916 proclamation says that we should protect all the children in our country regardless of differences so why are we back at this again why are we parents having to Man, I heard there a seven-year-old talking about her writing a letter about CF. She should be writing her letter to Santa Claus, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Where where are we going? You know, I'm, I'm sure every family in the country would give up their turkey this Christmas if only one child and one family could be protected from this joy. You know, we have to get right. realistic, yeah. and we all live in the real and world. We're going, to have, we're going to have a new, money. yeah, and we're going to have a new uh, tea shock and a new government in some shape or form yeah. uh, before Christmas. Um, what an opportunity. What an opportunity. Absolutely. But you know what but, I think will happen, Joe? I think that that will be used there. Now, listen to your, your earlier caller there yeah. talking about, you know, generic emails, not getting an answer, not getting through. And, you know, that will probably be used as an excuse to kick it down another six months down the track and avoid making another decision. Because, you know, we were involved in the SMA and the Spin Raza campaign, yeah. and it was almost a carbon copy of what we're listening to now. Let's get real, Joe. Let's, you know, these 30 children, let's protect them. Let's look after him. Yeah, we can I'm, find the money. We'll find the money for other things, Joe. Yeah, and I'm very, I'm very conscious of what Bernie said. My God, we've enough, we've enough to, uh, uh, enough to be, um, to, yeah, be, to, be trying, to be trying to be trying to get on with. Uh, thanks, Frank, and and uh, God, God rest Emma. Um, thanks, Joe. Yeah, God rest her. She was only thanks, six, six months. Thanks, Frank. Anna Holohan. Anna, good afternoon. Um, Hi, Joe. Good afternoon. Your, it's your, is it Shannon? Who's your your daughter? What's your uh, daughter? No, it's my son. His name is Lucas. Okay. My son Lucas is seven. Luke. Yeah. Okay. And he's 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 managed to get Caftrio. Yeah. So my son has been on um, a different modulator, Kaleidico, for five years since he turned two. It was available for him, and then his team told us that he was eligible to switch over to Caftrio. Uh, okay. Just literally three weeks ago, he started on Castrio. And at the time, I said, you know, he's doing really well. I don't know if there's any need to change him over. And they said, you know what, he could do even better. So we changed him over. And in the three weeks he's been on it, I've noticed he's even better still than he was previously. He's wow. had okay. an appetite for the first time in his life. He's asking for more dinner yeah, and yeah, more yeah. breakfast. Right, previously, yeah. we would have been 
kind of literally spoon-feeding him at the age of six and seven to encourage him to eat properly and to gain weight. And he's full of energy. He's running around outside, literally running in circles in my back garden for the first time. He's full of energy. Um, so my child has got this medicine. He's doing amazingly. And it's just totally unfair that because of his genetics, because of his mutation, he's Sounds allowed to like have him. it. And, 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 and these and, other kids are not getting it because just to, you know, down to the genetics that they were born with. Um it's it's not it's just not fair to them at all. It sounds. Um, I'll try and get a better line, but it sounds like there's a loophole. I want to keep McCabe, is chair of cystic fibrosis Ireland. Is there a loophole for some children under twelve, Keith? Well, the issue is Joe, and thanks for having us and covering yeah. this this afternoon. The issue is that these thirty-five children, as you've just heard, have been excluded yeah. from access to Caftrio on the basis of the gene mutation that they were born with. Mm-hmm. So my son Senan, who's aged eight, is on Caftrio, and Senan is on Caftrio because he has two copies of the same CF gene, double delta F five hundred eight or delta F five hundred eight for anyone who is familiar with the term. Okay. Why did Senan get access to this yeah. over Robin, like we just heard this morning, mm-hmm. um, based purely on his gene mutation? And that's the logistics behind this. There was an original deal done, and we covered it through the Or Cambi campaign, which you covered yeah. um, a couple of years ago. And the issue in getting access to that drug was the exact same issue as we're faced with today. And that is that the drug company, Vertex, are using this to try and negotiate in my mind, additional revenue for these 35 people that live with cystic fibrosis, just like my son lives with cystic fibrosis. So in order for us to get access for those 35 children, we cannot and will not stop a campaign to that drug company to stop using these children as Mm -hmm. pawns in their negotiation for additional revenues. It really is unfair it's okay. disgusting the way they're behaving and what we need to continue to do is maintain the energy and the focus on that drug mm-hmm. company i have heard your callers talk about getting access to the hse minister donnelly yeah. i can give assurances that there are discussions ongoing okay. but that's not enough right okay. at cystic fibrosis ireland we have had meetings and we will continue to advocate for meetings to our own government and to the own hse there are two parties at play here. Yeah, no one is yeah. innocent in the negotiation. Yeah. Yeah. What we at CF Ireland have asked for, and will continue to ask for, is for discussions to take place. But discussions aren't enough, Joe. Discussions are at the price of listening to the detriment of people's well-being. Yeah. I, I don't take it that it's, a, that it's a physical well-being, but it's also a mental well-being. Yeah. Yeah. You're listening to these parents talk about the anguish and the concern of having a drug that's on the shelf. Why am I a lucky parent that my son has access to the drug. Why is it that myself and Sheena, Senan was in clinic today in Crumlin. He passed all of his tests with flying colours. He's extremely well. He is living with his CF, which is the way every Mm -hmm. parent should have the mindset of their life, right? Not with a concern that their child is unwell and not living life that their child has laboured with the title of a condition, okay? So we need now to make sure that as a community, as an Irish people, mm-hmm. we mandate that we continue to not exclude individuals based on loopholes, based on types, based on age, based on profile. It's discrimination, as far as I'm concerned, on the basis of a gene type. And quite frankly, that's not acceptable. And are Vertex looking for more money than they were originally paid? Yes. So there's yeah. a negotiated deal, which I have not had eyes on, and uh, I have mm. not... Nobody has seen this original negotiated deal, which is, again, an issue, because we have not actually seen the contract. I'm speaking to you as a parent of Senan. I haven't seen the contract, right? But why are those 35 excluded? What was the issue done? Because from my understanding as a dad, and indeed as a role in CFI, back at the original Cambry deal that Minister Harris delivered, I was under the impression that this was a pipeline drug deal that was negotiated for everybody. Um, so how this has come to light is extremely concerning and we yeah. need now the HSE to give us visibility on that and show where the loophole exists and then it maybe requires a mediator you're not a bad yeah. man yourself with that Joe yeah. get in in the table and get them talking and get this resolved but the bottom line is you cannot hold, hold 35 children hostage exactly and that's what's happening yeah, and, and those kids, like, listen, there's lots in relation to living with CF, but that's the yeah. way you should be describing it. 
living with CF. It's a condition yeah, you yeah, live with. Yeah, you live your life yeah, with it. Yeah. You get out, you move, you, you, you yeah. eat well, you get exercise, you absolutely participate in everything. You are not wrapped up in cotton wool. Yeah. That is the mantra of living with CF. It's doing everything and above, right? It's not harboring yourself up and wrapping yourself up in cotton wool and worrying about something, right? So that shouldn't be what's burdening those children right now and their parents and their families. They should have the shackles removed to live life to the absolute maximum yeah. and not be constrained by not having access to something that's available in the pharmacy when you look across the shelf. That's there for others. What a description, uh, Keith. Uh, and uh, Julie Bernard. Julie, good afternoon. Hi, Joe. How are you doing? You've just come from the hospital. That's right. We were at our CF clinic uh, this morning. So my daughter is 10, Ashling. She's also one of the 35 children. So we spent much of the morning talking about this and then it was on this afternoon. And for us, this is day 207 of completely unnecessary but irreversible physical damage to my daughter's little body. She's only 10. We were told she was getting this drug. She was in the room. She understood what was going on. And then we had to tell her that she wasn't getting it. And this treats the underlying cause, but it doesn't undo the damage that's already done. So every single day for me is a day where this deadly disease is progressing through her little body. And it just seems so unfair. And the, the psychological damage to her, like who does that to a child? Who tells a child who has like a lifelong, life limiting, progressive illness? that they're getting this drug that will be transformative. And then they say, ah, oh, sorry, we made a mistake. You're not getting it after all. Imagine experiencing that as an adult. But to do it to a 10-year-old, what country does that to a 10-year-old child? Who does that? Julie, say with us. Ashling is with us. Uh, sorry, another, you're, you're in love, we're all in love with your Ashling. But there's Ashling Kelly uh, mentioned earlier, Ashling, you mentioned that Robin has written... I was writing a book. Yeah, she's writing a book about her experience with having cystic fibrosis because obviously she's just been so consumed by it at the moment. Um, she will probably kill me in years to come for okay. sharing a little snippet. Okay. But sure. um, today she has wrote down Robin, age seven and a half, the 22nd of the 10th, 22. I have CF. Um, it is hard sometimes. Today I lay in my bed waiting for the pain in my stomach to pass. Well, Billy, Anna and Robin, or Billy, Anna and Benjamin play downstairs. Um, and that's the reality of it. Yeah, yeah. And she's writing down, as I say, as, as uh, who said it, Frank said it earlier, uh, Robin at seven should be writing, and I hope she has, uh, uh, but there's plenty of time, uh, writing letters to Santa, not writing her diary of, of uh, crying herself to sleep. Um, yeah. Um, Ashling, thanks indeed. Uh, Julie Bernard, thank you as well. Keith uh, and Grania, who who started all this. Grania, the reaction has been. It's, we're not talking about thirty five people here. We're talking about uh, a significant number. We don't represent the country by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but we have a wide listenership, and they are deeply, deeply upset. Looking at the messages here from what they've heard today. So kind regards uh, to you to you all, and uh, we'll be back after this break. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. We've obviously asked uh, the HSE and the Department of Health for a statement about Caltrio. Um, this coming Friday, this coming Friday, uh, we will be in the Hudson Bay Hotel just outside Athlone with Frank Ford and Seamus O'Rourke and June Rogers and Declan Callis and Packy and Frank and Doc Savage and the list goes on and on and on. It's totally free. Uh, it's a quarter to two. Please be there around half twelve, one o'clock if you would, please. And it would make Friday with the toy show and the whole uh, uh, excitement, as we spoke about just before the break, that every child should be uh, going through. Um, hopefully we'll add to that excitement. Funny Friday, this Friday, Hudson Bay Hotel in Athlone. Please join us. But back tomorrow, one forty-five. Uh, here on RT Radio and Brenda Dunn her producer at Darcy's next 0818 715 815 stays open until 3.15pm or email joe at rte.ie